0: This episode is sponsored by the Using the Power of Your Voice eGuide, your guide to launching your podcast in 30 days. Slayers, are you feeling a call from God to start a podcast but uncertain about where to begin or what you'll need? creating a podcast can be a fulfilling and enjoyable experience. Whether you're interested in sharing your expertise on a specific subject, conducting engaging interviews, or educating and entertaining your listeners. Podcasting can help you establish strong connections and foster a sense of community. Using the power of your voice is a guide to start your podcast in just 30 days. And it's perfect for anyone who is clear that God told them to start a podcast. Whether you're nervous about recording or unsure where to start, This guide will provide you with valuable insights and actionable steps to help you record and launch in 30 days. In this guide, you'll learn to identify your why, find your topic, learn where to host your podcast and what equipment you need to start. If you are ready to be obedient to your calling and start your own podcast in just 30 days, download your copy of Using the Power of Your Voice today by going to www.SlangSelfDoubt.com backslash podcast. That's www.SlangSelfDoubt.com backslash podcast. Thank you for your support and I can't wait for you to start using the power of your voice. You're listening to the Slaying Self-Doubt Podcast with Coach Felicia, where we empower black women to overcome their doubts, fears, and insecurities in order to give birth to their God-given purpose. Join me and sometimes some of my friends on our journey as we remind you that you are not alone. I'm Felicia Wallace, and together we will find our fears and slay them. Hey Slayers, welcome back to another episode of DesignSelf.barkes. It's your girl, Coach Felicia. I was having a thought as I was saying that, um, (laughs) <laughs> that's why it sounded so weird Um, but hey y'all oh, hey we're back for another week and I am live in your ears hey 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 I'm so proud of myself I just want to say this off the break um, because this week has been a week and I very well could have skipped this week but I ended up putting it in my calendar and saying everything else goes in your calendar this is important you said you were going back you was going to be changed girl so you came back and we're going to do the thing um, for those of you who are watching yes yes sis went and cut her hair. Um because I had to. It just was it was it was just becoming too much. I think no, let me take that back. I there's a style that I wanted and um as I was growing out my head because of the alopecia areata um I was like oh you know what I would love to get like a little pixie cut or whatever have you but I felt like I needed more hair than I actually had and so um I was like I'm just gonna keep growing it keep growing it well a part of keep growing it was bleaching it and so I was bleaching every month like I normally do right The difference is is that bleaching my hair when it's like this, this is all new growth, right? And so even the little blonde hairs that you see, that's blonde, not gray. Don't, don't play lotto not me okay even these little blonde hairs that are right here like when they get bleached again you're bleaching over bleach right so imagine the 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 ends of my hair before like it started to like get so thin like it was breaking off I know it was because I was like hair was just like oh if I wore something like this black I'd have hair all over me like I had uh uh like I was shedding or something and I was just like you know what this ain't gonna work that was part one then part two was every single time I worked out like I had to redo my head that is not the reason why I cut my head was to do my head every day I did not want to do that so I went back to my barber. he's like oh you back again I was like I am and I'm I'm definitely not cutting it again he was like yeah I mean growing it out again he was like yeah okay so we'll see but for now she's back Mm, okay um I'm sorry. I forgot to do the welcome. Hey, y'all. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to All The New Slayers. Joining our movement, no matter how you found us, whether it, it was by way of a solo episode, guest episode, you found me on LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok, wherever you found me, I'm so glad that you are here. Um, and while you're listening to this episode, please share with at least 10 people. We're trying to reach 100,000 downloads this year. Um, also, subscribe to our YouTube page. I'm trying to grow that as well. So, we out here trying to do all the things. Um, Slayer Nation News. Y'all know, got to give it to you before we get into this episode. The Slaying One Day Workshop is coming up. The very first one. Um, I was debating, right? Like, I keep hearing people call different things. And I think some of it is, like, honestly, this is a random rant. But I always be like, like, what's the difference between a workshop, a masterclass, and, like, obviously, I know what the course is. But, like, a one-day something, right? Like, I just seem like... Why well, have got all these names for like the same thing? You know what I mean? Like, I just don't get it. <laughs> but I was like, I don't know. You know, a lot of people I've seen, like, oh, it's a masterclass. It's a webinar. It's a workshop. It's a girl, just come show up. Okay. And I just, y'all, it'd be some stuff that my brain just don't be, it do it. Do not be computing. Okay. But anyway, this lay in one day workshops um, are starting this month. There'll be every, Every third Wednesday of each month at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, grab your tickets. It's only $25. You guys, like, this would be an investment for yourself. I'm sharing my tips on how to slay yourself out and you can honestly use this in every situation of your life. And so, uh, I don't want you to miss out on it. So, go do that. Okay. uh Using the power of your voice e guide, I want you to go ahead and download that um that is your way to get started on your podcast and I shared last week that um I know a few people who t- downloaded it did it and they had a podcast in 30 days I've actually listened to their second episode this week so I know for a fact that it works and like if you know that you're sitting on something that God has told you to do specifically a podcast go listen to it I mean go download it and get it so that you can get started um it's already hoodie season, y'all. I, I just want you to know. We just out here trusting God. Go ahead and grab a hoodie, and you can get a T-shirt to wear up underneath it. But for real, you need these hoodies. I'm going to order some of the other colors because I always wear the black and the gray ones. But we have, like, military green and red. So, you know, with the winter and the fall coming up, fall and winter. I'm over here sounding like she by Sheree. Um, You know, I got to change the colors up a little bit. Uh, join the uh, Slayer's slayer society the facebook group chow y'all listen and then last but not least um always i'm always 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 going to push coaching right you guys if you are ready to invest in yourself and invest in um slaying yourself doubt finding your fears and slaying them discovering the thing that's holding you back i am your girl i am miss Slaying of doubt herself so I can help you on that. Um, so my brain fog, right? Some of it has to do probably with age. Um, but also, child, we is in a second week of school and I've already had a kid that's been sick. So y'all do know that like I, I my I was talking to my sister about it and she was like, Yeah, I have the same thing. But I had like sympathy pains all week long. So like he had a stomach ache like the first couple of days, and then like my stomach was hurting. Then it went from like a head cold. Then I was like, I think I'm sick too. So <laughs> my throat was like <clears> throat> the whole time right nevertheless right I mean never mind the fact that I've had asthma and allergies my entire life right I'm like 40 plus years into this girl you do know that this is the season the time of year that you always get sick the 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 change of the seasons from summer to fall and then from winter to spring hands down every year No, no matter what the weather, no, like, I don't care what the temperature is, I'm going to get sick whenever the seasons change. Have no idea what the reason is, but. I'd have to take it up with the Lord and I'm just not going to do that. So it just is what it is. So it's so funny because of course, right now um, everybody's talking about the, you know, Rona and how we got a whole nother strain and this, then the third, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, immediately I say, ever since that, that happened, right? We have literally been in this space. It's like, is it this, is it that? I'm like, it's just a code. Like we can't just have codes no more. Like, I mean, although I think it's important that we, if you have it, stay away, <laughs> take care of yourself, rest, do all the things that you need to do. I think that it's still very serious at the same time. Like we've had all of these other ailments prior to I'm just I was just like, Lord, please don't give me last year, because when I tell you my kids was sick from like October to February maybe even March, like when I promised you, they was passing stuff back to back in this joint. Every virus we have ever had in creation ran through this house. Like I, at some, one point in time, I was like, I just, it's no need. Like I just had homeschooled them at this point because (laughs) I'm doing all the stuff. But I also know I wasn't the only person. A lot of families were going through that. So I'm just praying for each and every one of us that we just have a healthy, healthy, healthy school year um so that's a part of what's going on with me Uh, I started this fitness program last week I told you all that I was getting ready on my health journey and trying to get myself together and I won this membership um at a uh, fitness gym within in my area and baby I went the first day and was like the girl was like how was it I was like would I be wrong if I said I regret winning this giveaway (laughs) Because that's how I felt. I was like, my body is going to thank me for it, you know, when it's all said and done. But I was like, day one, no, this was torture, right? Um, but it taught me two things. A, that like I can do hard things, right? Like there was some stuff that I was intimidated by now. A little bit of backstory. I have had several surgeries on various um parts of my body uh one I had an elbow injury in like the ninth grade so I have a a screw in the plate in my elbow broke my ankle in like 2011 I think so same thing screws in my in in my ankle so uh, there's a lot of things that have happened you know I got my knees be acting up sometimes back be ain't been right since I had an epidural like so many different things that I've like when I exercise myself I limit my myself right because I'd be like oh child we not we ain't trying to re-injure this this ankle like baby let anything happen to this ankle and I'd be like I'm sitting down because it was such a long process but I also believe that I like don't trust my ankle right like because I'm just in mind you I know how long ago it was it's just still something that for me was like such a traumatic thing like the experience of having the surgery having the you know it just was too much I just don't want to go through that again so I'm you know playing the safe, so when i went in she asked any ailments any this thing at there oh also because i have asthma and so um i told her you know the things and so i'm looking at all these other women <laughs> doing all this stuff and i'm just like you want me to jump up with with what now these knees and this ankle like <laughs> i'm not getting off the ground that's not happening they had a the little sled thing in that joint i'm like you want me to push that <laughs> how much weight is on this? like i was already i was like so full of self-doubt but I made it through. There was some modifications that I had to make um for my safety, right? So like knowing that I do not trust my ankle, you ain't about to see me jump nowhere. Okay. Because if I come, I before I had the ankle injury, I had like rolling ankle syndrome. I don't know if any of y'all remember, oh my gosh, I cannot remember the name of the shoes. I, I'm gonna post a picture about them as soon as I remember. But they, back in the 90s, they used to be these platform shoes. They had like this plastic kind of wooden base. Like they was, oh my gosh, I cannot think of the name of them. But anyway, I used to wear them all the time. But ba- walking through school, baby, I'm talking about, you'd be walking in that, my ankle would just be like, mm. And so over and over, like I've always had like this rolling ankle syndrome or whatever. So even before, the break I've always had like something going on so I just I just wanted to play it safe for myself but I was glad that I got through it um I was supposed to go to some more class but because my son was sick I was like let me play it safe because I didn't know what was going on with him and so I was just like I'm not about to put myself around other people and you know I just wasn't doing that so I go back next week um and I'm excited about it like I I want to do it um and so I'm excited about uh, taking this journey. So you guys are going to see the transformation. Just pray that I stick to it Um, and pray that, pray that i just continue to trust the body that god gave me with and that i am oh because i was saying the other part is that like knowing that i could do hard things and um just pushing myself and and, and my limitations that was the the real big thing the second thing was like the whole self-doubt i was going through so those are the two things that i experienced um so i want to talk about something it's so so generally like I've shared to y'all before that when I come into doing these podcasts, sometimes I be I know what I want to talk about, and I mentioned it last week that we were going to talk about something. Um, but uh, sometimes the Lord just be like, "No, not today." So anyway, I came down here, it was like, "All right, I'm get started, write my notes up about this." topic that we're going to talk about about being prepared was what the thing was and so prior to that i wanted to share something that i've seen on housewives right and in the middle of that the holy spirit was like asked me a question and i was like what and i'm like yeah i am but what you know what does that mean so that took me and i was like oh okay well, what's happening here We're we're changing the topic okay so i'm going to tell you this story and then we're going to get into the episode so so excited. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is back. Um, that's one of my I, I love the Housewives franchise. Um, Atlanta was trash these last couple of years, y'all. Side note, I watched the Nene and Carlos King episode um interview on YouTube. You should go watch it. Um, I miss Nene. Like, although I like there was a lot of stuff that she was saying that I was like, I know people gonna say that she a hater or whatever have you. But some of the stuff she was saying was facts, like there's a certain dynamic between and I need to go back and watch it. I'm going to go back and watch season five and season six because they were saying those are like the best seasons of the Housewives, Atlanta Housewives. Um, but the dy- dynamic has changed and you could just see like, I don't even know. Some of these people, I don't even know why they want here. Like they born like and don't get me wrong. I love me some candy birds, right? But Candy needs somebody, and Nene said it, Somebody Candy needs somebody who's going to put a battery in her back and get her, like, she is, she's boring, right? Like, she about her bread, she about her money, she about doing what she needs to do. And this felt like, this season felt like this was something else that was on her list. And as a viewer, I was just like, well, girl, if you want to go tour, go get your e-guys, I'm, I'm all for you. I'm celebrating with you. Like, I want you to do all those things as well. But, find somebody else to do this job because you taking up space over here right so anyway that's my first fave okay second would be Potomac okay and then third would be Salt Lake City and so um they got some new people because last year Jenshaw went to jail um if you're not on it y'all need to get into it it is it's very messy very like what the crap but it's really really good so they have a new person on the show now and last week was the Uh, two weeks ago was the first episode so this past week was the second yes two. yeah last week was the first episode this week was the second episode so um there's a new girl on there her name is monica and the first episode i was like oh i think i'm gonna like her you know like i wasn't really sure like what she was giving whatever so anyway fast forward to the second episode she's having a conversation with her mom at the table she's going through a divorce single mom four kids and she's sharing how she's about to go on this trip with the girls and she like breaks down about how she went to how she went to and this is her story she went to a louis vuitton store and she bought a bag because she wanted to feel like she had something right and I felt so bad for her. Like, of course, it's all edited. So I'm sure there was a lot that was like taken out because it was literally like two seconds. But it was just in that moment that I was like, bro, how many people feel like that they have to purchase something, do be a certain type of way, dress a certain type of way, show up in a certain type of way because the space around them requires that, right? And I was just like, dog, that is like such a, Terrible feeling, like I just can't. And she was in tears when she, because she was like, "I've never been like that," but I just, you know. And of course, all of these girls, you know, uh, you know, even she was like down, like she definitely was suffering from some self doubt in that moment because she was downplaying like her business and, you know, all I do is this and that. And I was just like, bro, how many of us like this girl is actually showing like her true feelings because she's not one; she ain't no housewife no more. Two, um you know, she's, she's living in her truth at this moment. And all these other girls have probably gone through, they've all gone through something to get to where they are right now. Right. And so yeah. Okay. The rest of them got money. They able to do all this other stuff. But I was just like, but in the whole time thinking to myself, well, could she afford the bag? Like, because I, I was kind of wondering, like, why she told her mom that, like, is it because you, like, you bought it? And I understand why you bought it, but, like, could you not afford the back? Like, what, what was the thing? But I get it. Like, as a parent, as especially as a single mom, like, there's some stuff that you just, like, it's not a necessity, right? And I'm sure that wasn't a necessity. Like, it, you know, but I get what she was saying. Like, she was in this space of feeling like she had to measure up to them with things, Right. And as I was watching it, I was just like, dang, that sucks because there's lots of (laughs) regular, regular people that's not on TV feeling the same way. Like I have to show up in this space a certain type of way where I'm not being my authentic self, right? And um, just this thought came, it ain't a thought. Well, the Holy Spirit just was kind of like, you know, you're creating this safe and brave space through saying self-doubt, like what does that mean? So when I'm sitting here like writing a notes for the show, um the you know he basically said like are you a safe space and I was kind of like I mean yeah I think so pretty sure I am like I'm looking around like you know it's kind of a weird question but I think you have to be able to ask yourself that right like and not only for like your friend groups but for your family for your kids for your husband for your employees for your coworkers like are you personally a safe space and so I wanted to talk about what that would look like and what that means and just kind of dig into it a little bit okay if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on social media for a while and you're ready to start your journey to healing or you're ready to confront your doubts and insecurities there are three ways I can help First, you can download the journal prompt from my website. Use this as a guide to get back on track with where God is calling you. Secondly, you can go to my website and purchase the Slang Self-Dial Prayer Journal. Using this prompt and journal will pull out where you are stuck on your journey. These questions will force you to dig deep and find your fears. Lastly, if you're ready to invest in your healing journey and work directly with me, book a 30-minute connection call with me today. This allows us to see if we are a good fit for each other. So head on over to my website, www.feliciawallace.com, to do one or all three of these. That's www.feliciawallace.com. Now, back to the show. So when we talk about being a safe space, I really want us to know what that means, right? And really think about what that looks like. And also you to be able to use the same identifiers to find out whether or not the space you're in is safe. Because ultimately, like, you you want to be a safe space for other people, but you need to recognize whether or not the circles you're in, the people you're around, the people you're sharing stuff with, is the, are they a safe space for you, right? There's lots of times we get into these friend groups, we get into relationships, um, you know, you got family, whatever, and they're not a safe space. And I think that it is okay for us to say, this isn't a safe space for me. We, we are, for me... As a an adult, as a mom, as a wife, like I want to show, I want to show my kids what a safe space looks like, so that when they get into other their friend groups and other relationships, they can identify like, bro, this ain't this ain't where I want to be, or this isn't where I want to share any information. Like, y'all, let's not play. We all got people that we be like, they getting this much information, right? Like that's that's about it. They ain't getting no more than that because they gonna flip it and reverse it right or you know they use it to attack you they use it to pity you like you you don't want all of that then you have some people that you're able to give a little bit more information to um but sometimes depending on how like how you're feeling and how you are uh dealing with whatever it is you want to share sometimes you don't want to give it to them because of what they're going to give you back right and so I wanted to break down like what being a safe space actually looks like and what a safe space should look like so the first part the first part is seeing them right people want to feel seen people want to feel like and you can make a person feel seen right people want to feel like you are right in there with them they do not want to feel like you are um Brene Brown talks about this kind of sort of and actually a friend of mine mentioned it to me recently so I swear the Lord was just leaving the breadcrumbs because he knew I was gonna have to talk about this right um and so it's like about the whale right and so the question is it's like if somebody is in the whale how how are you going to respond right you see somebody in a whale and they're like help 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 are you going to be the person who walks by right are you going to be the person that be like oh dang you fail oh man uh yeah like I'm up here I don't really know how to that sucks to to be in the well you know just you know keep keep clawing at, (laughs) keep clawing at the brick and try to bring yourself up or are you going to be the person that says hold on one second I'm coming down to get you am I the person that is going to go down in the well with you not stay but like help you get out of it right like it's not the other person, it's not your job to and we'll learn as we go through this it's not your job to fix their problem but sometimes it's your job to be in the well with them sometimes it's being there with them as they're figuring out how to climb through nothing sucks more than telling somebody your problem and them being like sucks for you and you be like, okay. And you walk away feeling even worse about yourself, right? Because now not only you have to deal with your stuff, then you have to deal with the feeling of rejection that this person that you thought was a trusted friend, that this you thought was had your best interests at heart, just basically was like, not my problem, right? Now, with that being said, you have to know whether or not, you have to know who these people are before you are asking them to, hey, see me in the well. But ultimately, people want to be seen. They want you, they want to know that you will get down in the well with them. And even if you can't get down there with them because you got your own stuff going on, they want to know that like, you know hey let me give you this real quick and I'm gonna help pull you out I can't get in there with you but I'm gonna give you a lifeline or something else maybe I'll you know refer you know maybe I know somebody else or maybe I will refer you to therapy or coaching or counseling or something like that like they want to know that you are that they that you see them that they are not invisible to you and you're not just going to walk past them and we want to feel that too so that the we're going to use the word safe. Okay. So the S is seeing them like people want to be seen. So you want to ask yourself, if I'm being a safe space, am I seeing people? And if I'm seeing them for who they are, right. Or am I putting filters on them? Am I putting filters on myself for people not to be able to see me? Um, that will, you're, if you're doing that, that will create, you know, distortion and it won't be a safe space because it's not real. Right. Um, the A in safe is active listening. You need to be fully present when people are sharing with you. You cannot be scrolling on Instagram, looking through your phone, interrupting them while they're talking because you're listening to respond. That is a thing. Um, and I'm rolling my eyes because I have a tendency to do that. But active listening is tr- you truly being present and you listening to understand and not to respond but it's really you taking the time to be like what is it that they're saying right and that's what we want we want the same thing we want somebody to not fix our stuff for us right like I'm not telling you this for you to be like okay so what you should do is yada 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 no I'm telling you this because a part of being seen and feeling like this is a safe space sometimes I just need to share like I need to share what is going on. I need to share how I'm feeling without judgment, without advice. That's not what they're asking for. Now, with that being said, depending on the relationship that you have with people, you, you, I think that you should ask. You should ask people, like, is this a venting? Do you want me just to listen to you vent? Do you want uh, advice? Do you want feedback? Because advice and feedback are two different things. Like, I'm, again, though, you have to be, mindful enough in your active listening like what do you want from me and I don't think that there's anything wrong with asking that because sometimes when you are active listening and you don't say anything people tend to feel like that may be ignoring them as well like are you listening you know what I'm saying and you could be but maybe you process differently or you're not sure what to say and so my advice in this moment would be I would encourage you to ask them like before we get into this conversation like is it, do you want advice? Do you want feedback or do you want to just, just vent? Like, let me know. Cause then I know how to show up. Right. Um, and so that's the A active listening F is feelings matter. Your feelings matter in this space, just as much as the other person. So you both have to be, you have to be ready to have a conversation. Right. So there are times I'll use my husband, for example, because I kind of use them for example all the time Um, but there are times where I know coming into this marriage and into this relationship like I knew that my husband doesn't like to have like super emotional conversations he need time like he needed advance notice like you know like I need you to tell me like you can't just it like for me sometimes I could just be like so and just go, right? Because now I need to just get it off my chest. He's not like that. But I, you know, I had to learn that. That came from lots of conversations. And so now I know to be like, if there's something like a heavy conversation that needs to happen, that I, I need his feedback, especially if I need his feedback and I need him to like, listen, listen, I need to prepare him, right? So that one, he don't come into the 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 conversation feeling frustrated because nobody want to be caught off guard by, you about to tell me something heavy and I ain't ready for it. Right. Um, And so when you need to have a difficult, a, a crucial conversation, not necessarily difficult, but a crucial conversation, meaning like, I need you to be, I need you to show up. I need you to be active and I need some interaction for me, for us, what works best for us is for me to tell him ahead of time, Hey, you know, we need to talk a, a later. You know, you let me know what's a good time for you and i will and then i don't just be like okay he said four and be like all right it's four o'clock so what i was about to say i asked is this a good time and i'll tell him like i need what i need from this conversation is feedback i need us to talk it out whatever it is or i just say i just need to vent you know what i'm saying like you don't have to say nothing at the end just let me cry and run my back right like i just have to give very very specific instructions um and so also I think that goes with your friend groups as well. Like sometimes you can't just go into your group travel and dump. Like what? You know what I'm saying? Like that is a hard thing to do. Like you open something up thinking y'all like good morning y'all, you know, have a great day. Love y'all, whatever, whatever. And then somebody full page letter of their emotions. And you like, well, dang, you know what I'm saying? Like even with that, like I know that because a lot of our communication is via texting, um, we have to be mindful of that. And I think that at the same time, you have to give people the space to feel the way they want to feel about whatever it is that you have said. And that may mean that I can't respond right now. I don't have anything to say. I love the fact that we have emojis in all old, old group chats, right? That like You can just heart it, thumbs up it, whatever. And then I can go back. And so I think that we all have to be mindful of not only our feelings, but other people's feelings as well. So that we know that we're not putting someone else in a in an awkward situation. Being a safe space for somebody you have to do your work you have to that's why I say your feelings matter too you have to do your work where, depending on what somebody say to you is not it's not going to trigger you or it's not going to aggravate you or, or make you upset or make you sad or whatever the case may. like you the, your feelings that you have matters but you got to be mindful of the space that you're in um personally so for me when I was working before and I had um as a manager, like lots of times, some of the conversations we had had nothing to do with work. A lot of the conversations we had were personal things like these, some of these girls were around the same age as me or younger. And sometimes it was like life stuff that we would be having conversations around. I'd have to check myself before I could be a space, safe space for, for them to walk into my doors Because at the end of the day, in that situation, you're looking to me as your leader. And so, I can't be in there like, girl, yeah, me too. And we both in there crying like that. What? Like, that's not going to work. Like you came to me. Right. And so sometimes I have to check my feelings and and I have to be able to say, like, I can't do it right now. Right. So the the same way that I said to earlier was saying, like, I asked my husband was a good time for him is the same way if somebody is coming to you, like you have to. Be open and honest enough to say, "Hey, right now it's not a good time, but I would love to hear what it is that you have to say." Give me thirty minutes. Give me forty-five minutes. I'll call you tomorrow. Right? I shared this a couple of episodes ago that I had a friend who texted me and was like, "Hey, can you talk?" And I was like, "Uh, yeah, what's up?" And they were like, "No, I really need to talk, but I need to know whether or not you have the capacity to be able to hear me out right now." And I was just like. Well, technically, no, right? I just was going to let them and see, this is me following my own advice, right? But it made me think when they said it, I was just like, I appreciate that. Really, right now, I don't have it in me to give you what you, like, I knew what that person was going to need from me. And at that moment, I didn't have it in me to give it to them. Like, I would have listened to what they said. And I probably because of what it is I do and because of who I am, I would have mustered up the energy to be able to give it some. It might have been a 15, 20 minute delay, but I appreciated the fact that they asked if I even had the capacity to carry whatever it is that they was about to dump on me, because that's what happens in leadership and coaching and therapy in any space where you are creating a safe space, even in entrepreneurship, like you when you create safe spaces for people, you have to be prepared for people leaving a bricks at your door. Like that's, that's some real stuff. And so in order for you to be able to make the, the the space safe every single time, you have to deal with your emotions. That's the other reason why I think that, you know, I'm grateful. I just told my therapist this week that I was so grateful that I started therapy when I did but the Lord knew right I started therapy specifically because I was switching jobs and I was transitioning into entrepreneurship and I had no idea what I was doing and I was feeling like I was all over the place and I was just like I need to talk to somebody because otherwise I'm going to drive myself crazy who knew that less than 6 months later we was going to be in a whole panorama and I would have had needed I would not have had the capacity to manage my family, manage the emotions that was going on for myself had I not had that outlet outlet in that safe space and so I am like i'm I'm so glad that I had the wherewithal in the beginning to do it, but God knew right at the end of the day he knew what I needed to do, and so it all aligned exactly the way it was supposed to, but you have to make sure that you are okay before you go out here, you know, saying, Hey, I want to, you know, mobilize women to do such and such. And I want to be a coach and I want to be this. And I want to, I want to give to this. I want to, because you don't, you, you got to realize what you're bringing into yourself. And so, you know, for me, like, I know that my feelings matter and because my feelings matter, like if I ain't feeling it, It ain't happening. I don't want to talk about it. I'm not going to have it, you know, a conversation about something that I cannot give you the best version of me. And then that's not creating the safe space. Right. So F is for feelings matter. Okay. E is for empathy versus sympathy. People do not want your pity. They want your compassion. And there is a difference sympathy is I'm sorry for your loss I'm sorry that happened to you empathy is I know I know what you're feeling right you don't have to say those words but it is putting yourself in another person's situation even if you've never gone through it you don't have to empathize you don't have to have had the same experience for you to empathize with somebody you can just literally put yourself in a place there are times we have listened to songs we have watched movies right so I know it's possible. We have watched TV shows. There's things with people that say, oh my gosh, I couldn't even watch it because I felt so angry. Why? Why do you feel angry? You've never been through that experience, but you can empathize with the mother. You can empathize with the wife. You can empathize with the daughter. You can empathize with the girlfriend, right? Like you then, in you can put yourself in certain situations. That's what people want for you. They want you to empathize with them. They want you to put yourself in their situation and be like, how would I feel if this happened to me? Did you hear that ad at the beginning of the show? If you're a business owner looking to expand your reach, you can promote your company or product with a host read pre-roll or mid row ad by me on the Slang self podcast. If you want more information, email info at feliciawallace.com. That's info at feliciawallace.com. Now, back to the show. And you know what that does when you when you're able to empathize, you make people feel seen. You are actively listening. And then the feelings matter. It all ties together. It really does, right? Like in order for you to empathize, all of those things have to be have to have to go together in order for you to be safe because If you just go, if you're going to let me talk, blah, 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 blah. And then at the end be like, dang, that sucks. You know, I'm sorry that happened to you. But, you know, I'm going through something else. Like, that's not the same thing. That's the other reason why you got to be tuned into your feelings. Like, if you can't carry somebody else's stuff or care, not necessarily care, because remember, you're not giving people advice. You're not trying to fix it. All you're doing is being there, right? And so being a safe space requires so much out of you in order for you to be there for somebody else. And so I just want to encourage you today, like two things. Are you a safe space? Do you really think you are a safe space? Like, I want you to think back to what I just said. Do people feel like you see them? Are you actively listening? Do people feel like you feel like their feelings matter? And are you actually empathizing with people? Like those things make a difference, and they make a difference in people's lives. And I am so grateful that I can say, without a shadow of a doubt, I create safe spaces. Right? I know that that is how God designed me. Even in my toughest moments, even in the the, the darkest of storms, I have always been able to create safe space for other people. I am not boasting about it or making this thing like, oh, it's so great. She said it's hard, but I'm grateful that I do have the capacity to be able to do that. What I'm now doing for myself is creating those boundaries to make sure that as much as I'm being a safe person, safe space for somebody else, I need to be a safe space for myself. Do I see me? Am I actively listening to my thoughts and my feelings and my heart? and do my feelings matter? Am I being patient with myself, giving myself grace? If I'm feeling sad, if I, am I allowing myself to feel whatever it is that I'm feeling? And am I empathizing with the girl who I was or the woman I want to be? You know what I'm saying? Like those things matter. So I'm, I'm giving, I'm being a safe space for myself now. And that requires a different level of um, intentionality and, uh, so many other things, but I, you know, I'm here for the journey. And so my encouragement to you again, so the, the question of the episode rather, is: are you a safe space for yourself and others? I like, I would like to know whether or not that is something that you think that you are. So definitely, uh, email me at info at, uh, slang self doubt dot com or you could comment on this episode when it drops on Sunday um and then my encouragement to you is take a look at your spaces take a look at your spaces and decide if that's a safe space I am I've said often I have lots of friend groups right like from middle school to Adulthood school, just different pockets. Yeah, hey, lots of people. You know, some people have just like this my core group, and that's it. I got a core group, and some people don't. But I have multiple, um, pockets of people that I talk with, that I, people that I've met like within the last two years, and I truly believe that because I create safe spaces, that they in turn are a safe space for me, and so. What I put out, I'm getting I'm getting back and I'm grateful for that because in certain areas, in certain conversations, in certain um, situations, I can share stuff with them and not feel judged and not feel like, oh, my God, here she go complaining again about blah, blah, blah. Or here she goes saying yada, yada. You know what I'm saying? Like, because it could go both ways, right? When you're complaining about something, you could be, oh, here she go, whiny McWhiner, right? Or when you're sharing your your wins and you like, I did it, da, da, da. Oh, here she go boasting about something else. Like, it goes both ways. So y'all have to figure out like, you need to look at your group and decide like are these safe spaces for me is this a safe space for me to share my ups and my downs or is this a group that only cheers for me when it's loud but when it's quiet it's silent like we have to take inventory of that for ourselves because as we're getting older okay and as we are maturing it's important for us to know these things so I want you to answer the question of the episode, are yourself safe space for yourself and others? And then I want you to do inventory of your, I encourage you to do inventory of your groups and the people that you are around and decide who's safe, uh, safe space. And if you realize that people are not safe for you, I ain't telling you to block them, cut them off, whatever, Have because I don't know the relationship. But what I would say is shut your mouth. (laughs) until the lord tells you otherwise right like everything ain't meant for everybody and so you you might need to just pull back on what you're talking about if you recognize that this space is not safe for me right and then if you are bold enough bold and courageous enough you should tell them you're not a safe space for me because this that and the third sometimes people don't know that that's the energy that they're giving off but if a person truly loves you and they truly care about you they will hear you they will be actively listening and they will make the corrections that they need so that they, they are a safe space for you some they don't they may not know so if they don't know tell them listen to this episode and that's how they'll figure out whether or not they're a safe space or not okay tell them come on over to the uh to the slain so stuff that was that all right um and so then they'll know so um, that's all I have for this week, guys. Um, um, Register for the Slate in one day workshop. Y'all remember I said this goes from September to June right now. So you have months. You don't have to do it this month. It, it, it Every month until June, you got time. Okay. As always, y'all, thank y'all for rocking with me. If you enjoyed this podcast and you find it valuable, please consider making a donation by buying me a coffee. Your support of a small donation of five to ten dollars to help me create new content, grow our audience, and purchase new equipment for live recordings. I said it on here a couple of weeks ago. I need the cameras, the lights, the mics, new podcast equipment. I need the thing that makes the sound. What's the I don't even know the mixing thingy bobber, whatever you plug the. To- Child, all that stuff like soundboard i think that's what's called um all of those things so that we can we can continue to grow and expand um this month of um, september is suicide prevention month y'all and y'all know jesus in therapy all the time and so i if you know somebody who is struggling um we also know that we're coming up on a seasonal depression uh it's seasonal affect depression I think it's sad is what the definition of it is. And I'm getting ready to look it up because I'm not about the, uh, about the mess it up. It is called seasonal affective disorder. See, I know Uh, which is a type of depression that comes and goes in a seasonal pattern. So a lot of people have it as the time changes and we go into fall and winter and the sun is not up as much. Um, And so Y'all know Slang Seth Doll has partnered with BetterHelp. And so um, if you find yourself in a space where you need um, to take charge of your mental health, you get 10% off your first month of therapy at BetterHelp.com backslash Slang, S-L-A-Y-I-N-G. Please, y'all. Take care of yourself. Well, even when we talk about being a safe space, remember I said you got to make sure that you are right in order for you to be able to be there for somebody else. So this is you taking care of you first. Uh, make sure you subscribed to the Slayer Nation newsletter. Please share this episode with at least 10 people. We're trying to hit 100,000 downloads this year. Follow me on Instagram, TikTok, wherever, all over the socials at Slaying Self-Doubt. Until next week, keep slaying, sis. See ya.